joining me here today, Zinia Manesse, all the way live here for her new album, Love Hate Part One, Sports Hip Hop with DJ Mad Max, Life 65, iHeartRadio. Welcome to the show. How's everything going? How's your night going? Everything is good. The night's going good. Um, it's been a long day, but like a long, fun, relaxing day. So happy to be here. I'm happy to have you here as well. It's an honor. How are you feeling about the debut? This is your debut album. I know you've had previous EPs, Falling Apart, Love Me or Leave Me. So how does it feel that the debut album is here? It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. Like, um, it's just, we've worked on it for so long. So it's it's kind of crazy just like seeing it out in the world now and just like watching how it's, finding its space because like honestly it hasn't even been a long time yet since it came out you know so this is i'm not even thinking about like what i've seen so far you know i'm thinking about like what i don't know yet <laughs> and, and what are the ro- results that you're thinking about that you don't know yet what is it something that you're anticipating about this new release i'm waiting to be surprised honestly i'm trying like i've been trying more and more not to have like um expectations Mm. because i do believe in the work um so i just like i find it better that way like obviously the things that i want to do like i want to go on tour and stuff but i feel like that was going to happen anyway even without this project coming out you know like that kind of stuff so i'm just watching as the music slowly like finds its pockets it is. Yeah, wow. And and I could see you going on tour regardless because the talent is there. You signed the songwriting deal, I remember, a while ago. UCMG, but UCMG. then the the song the publishing house is called Atlas Music. Okay. So the talent's uh-huh. already there. You work with greats already, Tiana Taylor. So you're already well rounded in the industry. Love hate, because you kinda wanted to do something that was through the lens of both sides of an, an equation, perhaps, which is the love hate thing. So what, what kind of drew from your own personal life experiences with the title of this album? Um, You know, like as I answer some of these questions more and more by the day, I'm like, do I even know anything <laughs> or did this just all happen the way it was supposed to? Um, But like, um, out of all the songs that I wrote, Love Hate felt like the one that encompassed all the feelings that um, I had talked about and that I was still going to talk about because, you know, it's like part one only. Um, and obviously there's more to that. Um, but yeah, I felt like everything fell under that umbrella. I'm thinking now. No, no, no. Well, I'm not I'm not wrong, but I'm, I'll go off on it crazy tangent <laughs> but the that I was reading at the time that was also describing how like a lot of our emotional reactions just fall under the umbrella of like two words you know and love being one and fear being the other one where in my case it was love and hate um so I feel like maybe that might also have influenced it yeah. Isn't it strange when you look at love and hate, it kind of goes hand in hand because I've had my personal fallouts with people that I cared about and that I've helped in this industry, whether it's artists or just different people where they'll, the people act like they love you, but they really hate you. 
Have you kind of experienced that in your own way, just with relationships in the industry where they'll act nice to your face and then, but they hate you. (laughs) Ah, I have had, um, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I've had, I've had a time. I've had a time, but, um, I feel like it's just, unfortunately it's, it's, like normal almost like it's it's unfortunate that that a lot of people can say that they've experienced that because like we should all just be able to be happy for each other but hey i don't make the rules no i'm just It's it's unbelievable. We'll never understand why there's people out there that even though we help them and we we're, we're genuine, they just end up hating you. It, it's unbelievable. But I, I wanted to talk about this album, you know, with Precious, because you talk about self-discovery. When did you discover yourself in the process of making this album, even before that, if that happened? Hmm. I feel like I'm just discovering myself now. For real, for real. I've definitely been like discovering like layers on layers um, over the years from when I wrote this album. But I feel like this year, particularly even now, I mean, honestly, before this, I was just about to journal because I've just been feeling um, like I really need to do like a check in with myself because I've been feeling I've been feeling I don't know how else to describe it, but I've really been feeling the weight of like knowing myself on a on a deeper level. Like I just feel like something's changed um, and I feel it like very heavily. And now I feel like I can say that I know myself. It's not just like I know this part of myself or I know this part of myself. Like I feel like there's like a I feel I guess I feel whole. Wow. I guess I feel whole now. Um, but I'm still still discovering what that means, I guess. Would you say you found yourself mm-hmm. as like in a confidence level? Because I've, I've heard you say in other interviews that you feel as though that you can accomplish anything. That That's what your mindset has been at. So is that kind of more where the confidence is set in and you know your self-worth? Yeah, you know, I don't even know if I would describe it as, um, I guess it is confidence, huh? But I don't even think about it that way. It's just like, it just occurred to me that like, when I think about all the things that I've accomplished in in my life, it's because I just decided that it was something that I could do and I did it. So I'm like, what's stopping me except other people? Like, you know? So I guess it is confidence. Yeah, I just, it just clicked over in my head. It was just like, man, what are you waiting for? Like, the only person that's in your way is yourself, you know? So. Exactly. Yeah. GI's intro, I know this was really important to you to record with your grandfather. And he used to teach you some things on the piano. And he had a music collection. So, when did you guys come up with the idea to officially take it to put this on the album, put together a song? Because we really don't see like a two, a two family members 
on one album like that. It's so rare. So you could tell how much it me- it meant for you to work with your grandfather, Edgar. Mm-hmm. Um, we, it wasn't a decision at all. Like we were just about to submit the album. And that's crazy because um, I'm here right now with them. Like we're in our family home that's on the coast. And earlier today, I was just thinking how in an interview I said like, he plays music all the time. Like, I'm not kidding, guys. And that's what he was doing earlier. And I was like, yeah, this is just, this has always been been us. But um, he sent me the song because he wanted me to sing it for him and send it back to him. But he sent me a voice memo of him singing it. That's the first time that he's ever done that because usually he just sends them over. Um, and I was like, of course I'm gonna use this like you I'm he knew what he was doing I feel like in the back of his mind he knew what he was doing um but yeah pretty crazy pretty crazy to have him on there and also last week I found a tweet that I wrote in 2018 and I said that I had had a dream that I had put my grandparents on my album and that blew my mind. And I was like, I did it. And I totally forgot about this. But dreams come true. They do. Do you believe in the power of manifestation? Because it seems as though that came true. Yeah, I do. I do. I feel like it's very, very evident in my life. And I would, it's, yeah, I cannot ignore I cannot ignore what I've seen and what I continue to see. No. My favorite song, Late Night Checkup, that's the one that's just blew me away off the album. That one right there. Insane. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Where did this idea generate from for this song? Man, I wish, I wish I could remember that. Um, I just know, I really feel like the beat was called Late Night Checkup or something like that. And I just, I guess I had, I guess I was on the other side now, like not on the hate side, more on the love side and more on like the remembering the the things that I liked about it. And also like at the moment, um. I've really been trying to figure out what I actually think love is, you know, because um, I'm like, I talk about this so much, but like, do I even know what it is? Or, you know, am I only able to, I mean, yeah, I am only able to reference my experiences, but is that, are those things even what love is, you know? Um, but yeah, late night checkup at the time was about remembering like, the things that I liked when I was in love, like the butterflies, like the the text at night, like the just all these things that are that come with new love. I know they're different for a lot of us, but I know like things like the butterflies are very common. Um just yeah, like the experience of like falling in love again i guess is what i was reminiscing on 
but when you look at today's environment, because when we talk about love, it's it seems as though when you see from all these relationships, like with TikTok and all the stuff that's been going on nowadays, it's almost like love has been redefined as what goes on on the internet. And it's so insane. It, every day when you go on Twitter, there's a new divorce. Every day you see that some big famous couple is getting divorced. And it's just, it's insane. And where do you see like the future of just relationships being now? Because times have changed. <laughs> I have no idea. Because I do see a lot of people that are um, getting back to themselves. And I, I have encountered more and more people these days that are like also trying to figure out what it is and trying to get back to like love in its like purest form. But then there's, you know, there's always, you know, love, hate, there's always that balance. So I have no idea which way it's going to swing. I have no idea. I just know what I'm going to do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> even barely, even that, like just barely, I have an idea. Um, but I hope that it goes, you know, in the favor of us, like finding out what that means yeah. as a community. I hope everything, you know, starts finally, like Mary J said, I'm searching for that real love. Let's hope we get back to that instead of the, the toxicness all over social media. Yeah. You did have at the end of love, hate the album, a part one. So are you already putting together a part two? What's with the part one? Um, so actually the album was originally 15 songs. Okay. So I 15 songs already before we decided to split it up into a part one and a part two. It's just because I did all these songs in 2018, 19 there. So over the last four years, I've written so much more music. Um, some of it has come out as like the maybe project or like, all the other singles. I was like, what other project? I don't have another project. <laughs> all the other singles. Um, but we we basically have like the exact same number of songs on part two now. It's like 11-11. Oh, shit. Shit. <laughs> Am I? Can I? You can, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah. We have a good balance of um, same number of songs on both sides now. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So when it was are you already... planning to release part two? Because I know we live in the day and age now where you got to release music constantly. I really don't believe in that because I still love, I mean, I grew up in the early 2000s when we had like 50 Cent and The Game and all, all these big time Ashanti. So you would see they would release an album like every year, every two years. What's your plans to roll out? Is it going to be follow that formula? Um, no, I don't think so. I feel like it's even out of our control right now. Like whatever we thought we were going to plan and go along with, like there's so many amazing things that have happened, um, in between, um, all this, in between this album. I mean, even just in the last few weeks, there's so many amazing things that have happened, um, music wise and those things, um, are set to come out soon, actually. There's at least two, three songs 
Oh, four, because one came out yesterday. I, I, I forgot for a second. So there's like three other songs that are coming out and that wasn't even like in our control or like something that we knew was going to happen or expected. So all those things at least do give us more time to even flesh it out even more. But I know just based off this one coming out four years after it was written, I know it won't be another four years for sure because the, the, most of the music is complete, but I know it'll come out when it's supposed to. You're currently on your own label now because I know you've been managing yourself for years. You went to Berkeley and you started out with the the major in the business side of things and management. And then that's when you said two years in that you were going to take on songwriting. So for the business side of things, did that kind of teach you a little bit ahead to know that maybe it's best I stay independent or are you meeting with labels and they're just not giving you the the right deals? I'm like, have I ever met with a label? I actually have. I have met with labels, but I've always wanted to be independent. Mm. Um, and I, I think like I wavered on that. Is that the right word? Yeah, I wavered on that a little bit. Like when I had just gone back to Nairobi in like 2019, I was more in a rush to... Um, work with an entity just so that I could um, come back to the States and like work. But then uh, once I remembered like this is a journey and like settled back into myself, I was like, no, we have to stay the course um, until the time is, until the time is right. And the time being right was still never about like me signing to a label. It was about like, me creating my own and building that. And it's crazy that it's all happening before my eyes. I'm just watching and like appreciating. Um, and I'm just here, but I do have um, a, a team and they are, um, they're called Soul HQ. They're really dope. Um, they're just like my managers, just two of them, just two two ladies um and that's been cool with them but they've also known that I've never wanted to do the whole label thing so it's been great because everything we look for is catered to what I to my goals because oftentimes when you hear artists sign a label it doesn't always go the way that they want they always want you to change up your sound your style and do things that they want you to do to go with the current trends. And I think that's important that you're staying independent right now. And especially when you're out in Nairobi, that's when you, I think you hit a writer's block. You couldn't write songs for about six months. Wow. Yeah. That was before this album. And then once I decided to talk about how I really felt, all of this came out. <laughs> <laughs> that was really it. That was all. Oh my God. No, don't go again. Okay. Sorry. My phone is trying to die on us, but it's good. No, I'm glad that you were able to get out of that block because that's important. And after college, you moved to Atlanta. So, how was your experience out there? And then I think you went to LA. Um, I moved to 
ATL right after. I actually moved there because I had an internship, but then I started working with UCMG. Um, like I did my first writing session with them there, maybe like two months into me being in ATL. And like the song that I did on my first day with them was crazy. Um, it, it came out on my Falling Apart EP. It's called Don't Go. Um, but that was the first song that I did with them. And I was just as shocked. <laughs> I was just as shocked with them because I didn't consider myself a songwriter yet at the time. And then they made me come back every week. Um, and then it became like two times a week, then three, then like five times a week. By the time I came back to Nairobi, I was so used to being in the studio like almost every day. Um, and I feel like that also messed with my like writing flow as well. But then, yeah, that that set me off on like the whole writing path and like believing that I have something to say um, in a unique way. And now I live in LA, so I'm, I'm actually only home for a little bit. I just officially moved like in the middle of August, but I had to come home for something cool. Like I said, <laughs> <laughs> so you, yeah. you're just getting out to LA. You haven't really experienced the full thing. So when you go back, that's when you'll get the opportunities out there. What, what's something that you're in search of now that you're out in LA? I don't even know if I was searching for, hmm, is that true? Maybe not. Um, I think I just wanted something new and to be in uncharted territory and to just like start again somewhere, mm. just start start from the beginning, um, even though it's like a continuation at the same time. Um, but I, I was in LA from like April until, yo, you know, time is tripping me out. Last week, I got home last week. That's so crazy. I only got home last week. So I was in LA from April until then. Um, sorry, that really... Because <laughs> <laughs> of the time difference and everything. Um, but yeah, like the, the, the... As each month went by, of course, like I have built a foundation there. Um, and I love traveling because of that. Like I've always moved around. That's also another thing that my grandparents have influenced like they've seen so much of the world and I always grew up just wanting to do that as well and um every time I've just taken a chance and like traveled somewhere and music has always found me um and I always have like a different perspective and so I look forward to just going to new places just because of the music that I'm gonna make or like the stories and like who I'm gonna become in that time so this is going to be exciting because also what the hell, like I'm in LA, like I dreamt about this shit when I was a kid, like that, that <laughs> blows my mind. <laughs> no, that's the Crazy. land of opportunity. That's, that's the place that you have to be in entertainment. I know I was out in New York for my college years, but I still believe you got to go to LA if you want to be in entertainment. New York's it's like Broadway. If you want to be in an office and do Broadway, that's fine. But if you really want to be out there with what you're doing, I know music is big out in New York too, but I think LA is, is the future LA and Atlanta. And you already, already out in Atlanta. So you already had your time yeah. there. So try time to try new things. 
Yeah, I agree. It's about to get crazy. Yeah, it is. I, I want to take you back to your first song that you wrote when you were 11. Uh, I think it was Memory about your father. Have you thought about rediscovering that, re-recording, potentially putting that out at all, maybe? <laughs> no, that song is never going to come out. <laughs> oh. oh, that's hilarious, though. Um, But, you know, it's still like... um. I think I'm, I'm I think I'm trying to figure out I think I'm trying to figure that whole thing out honestly um cuz it's very like straightforward just straight to the point um you know I was 11 the words weren't that um complicated also I feel like it gives people the impression that um my dad has passed away but he's very much alive <laughs> That's another thing I was like, oh, I feel like I need to clear that up because he's definitely here. Um, and he actually also asked me the same thing uh, about two weeks ago or something. I was like, no, this song is not going to come out. But still um, an interesting marker of like, like when I think about it now, I'm like, I'm so glad that I continued writing songs and like, writing from the only space that I know. Um, but no, memory, memory's going to be a memory. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but how's everything going now? Because I see you got the visuals out. Are you, you going to be planning some performances? I know that you said the tour was going to come regardless whether you released the album. So what's the plans move forward with Love, Hate Part 1? Um, so oof, that's why this whole time thing is tripping me out because we have an album release party that was initially supposed to be in, um, LA, but now we gotta, we just gotta do it there as well. You know, it's not stopping, but we have an album release party on the 8th of October over here. Um, in Nairobi, we're also shooting a music video. All of this is happening within the next two weeks, and I am prepared mentally um, and just ready to get to get shit done. But um, there's a lot there's a lot that's lined up. I know there's going to be like some acoustic performances. I have been asked to do some gigs um, in L.A. right before I left as well. So looking forward to what else comes my way once I get back. Um, Cause yeah, the timing of all of this was crazy, but I had to come home for like the project that happened. I It was 100% worth it, but it was also like right when the project came out and I can see that it's picking up a lot on that side. So at least I'll have, I guess, something to return to. I remember hearing some time ago that you wanted to put a documentary together. Is that still in the works? I feel like it's been in the works for a long time because um, my best friend, um, she she's with me like majority of the time, except for like when we travel. We, we always seem to travel at the same time, but we're always going to completely different places, but for the same amount of time as well. We got back anyways, digressing, but we got back last last week, a day apart unplanned. So, which was amazing. So um, 
whenever we're here and whenever we're like moving around on the continent here, like she's always filming everything. Um, Cause we also just like, tra we like traveling. So we film a lot of stuff anyways, and we filmed like a lot of life stuff. And we have a lot of life stuff that we've documented that I think will make for a great documentary one day, one day, but I'm not in a rush. Don't I have to, I still have a lot of life to live. Oh, a hundred percent. Your heroes, Indy Ari, Erica Badu, of course, Lauren Hill. <laughs> if you could right now meet one of them, which one would you choose? I know you want to meet all three, but if you had the chance to interview them, one of them instantly, who would it be? And what would you ask them in order to help you at your point in life now with your music career? Wow. Um, well, I've seen Lauren Hill perform live. I've also seen Indiari perform live and I've met Indiari. So it would be Erica because that's the one person that I haven't. And I don't even know if I'd survive the interview. My goodness, I might pass out. <laughs> I really might. Um Wow, what would I ask her? I think I would just ask her about like her spiritual journey really more than anything because I feel like that um has really influenced her music. Um you can feel it, you can tell. Uh, it's no no secret, but I think that would be it. It's important. And how was it being in Irie? It was very brief and I don't even know if I spoke because she she had come to perform at Berkeley. Okay, and so it was when you were in the, college. Yeah, the funny thing is, though, my best friend actually sings backgrounds for her, so I just haven't been able to go to any of the shows, but she started singing backgrounds for her when I got back to Nairobi, and she's like now her main background singer. I love the way life works like that. Um but she was just like walking in the lobby, I think going to rehearsal and I was just standing there looking at her and she said, hello. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember if I said hi back or if words came out of my mouth. I think I might have just, you know. With this album, Love, Hate, you speak about it, just putting yourself first and learning to let go. When did you learn to let go and do you feel as though now that you put yourself first, you're looking towards that future now, the bright future that you have. Tell me about what it took to let go. And that, that now that there's no distractions, what's on the way for you spiritually and mentally? Wow. It took, that's crazy. Cause that's what I was thinking of um, kind of journaling about is just how much I've had to, let go especially in um especially in this past year like i've had to let go of like a lot of things um and it wasn't necessarily a choice it's just going through life and um i guess when i started I think it's it's partly what you said. I think I need I do need to journal so that my thoughts can be a bit clearer. But 
part of it is me putting myself first and um, certain people, there's like people, there's um, environments, but there's people that were not okay with that, um, you know, and had to grow through losing re relationships with people um, um, on account of that, which is sad. Because um, again, like we said, like we should all be able to be happy for each other, you know, and want the best for each other. Um, and really like find and, and and be intentional about like putting myself in spaces that are going to nurture who I think I am and who I am becoming. Um, and yeah, I don't know. This one is a thinker because I, I, I literally was just about to write about it. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna journal about it, but, um, I am happy. Like I've, I've, it's, I was just speaking to my best friend and I said, it's crazy that, um, I'm saying that I've learned to be so gentle with myself when I've always known that I'm a gentle person. So it's like, you know, that that I moved away from that and that I've like had to find my way back is a bit crazy. But I guess that's that's just life. I guess we're all born, you know, gentle. Um, and then growing is just the process of getting back to that. So I think I'm, I'm well on my way. I think I'm well on my way. Does that connect? especially with your song anticipate because that's more of a song living in the future in the past and you've described it as watching a movie when listening to that song that you wrote mm -hmm. you know i realized you know you have like the you have your perspective when you write the song and then when the song comes out everybody um interprets it interprets yeah that's the right word <laughs> trippy um, everybody interprets it the way that they will or in the way that it applies to them. And I can say that anticipate could have that meaning now. It could it could be me having a conversation with myself. It damn. That was a good question. <laughs> it could be having a conversation with myself. Damn. Yeah, shit. <laughs> no, this album is a thinker. I'll tell you, I like music that makes you think. We need more of it, you know, just it, it relates to real life instances. A lot of the stuff now, it's, I always say it all the time, the music that comes out today, a lot of it, you can't relate to it because it's so toxic. But it's so rare to get, I mean, you have a lot of artists out there that release genuine material. And we, just right here, we Love Hate Part One. It's an art piece. And it, it's something that you can reflect on and think about and ask questions. And that's what we need in music. Yeah. Damn. That was good. You got me with that. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. Wow. So you experimented with Swahili on this album. How much of a challenge was it for you? But you were, you were able to achieve it. Not a challenge at all. 
A funny thing that I've noticed in the last few months that I've been in LA, I've written the most Swahili music that I've ever written in my life. Like song after song after song after song. I'm like, so all I needed to do was go away. Because here, I'm like, everybody makes music in Swahili. You know? I mean, make music in English. Um, not that people don't make music in English as well, but it's like, it's common. Like, we speak this every day, you know? Um, but then in LA, I'm like, it's not even me being like, hmm, what's going to make me stand out? It just, it's just been what's coming out of me. So I feel like it was just a matter of time. Because like I said, we're in the coast right now. So this is like where my family is from. We are actually like Swahili speaking people. Like we are of the tribe of the Swahili coastal region. So it's very much ingrained in who I am. Um, it was just a matter of time. And my grandpa came through with the alley-oop for real. Did. <laughs> he sure did. Dina, is there anything else you would love to let the audience know that we didn't cover here today on the show that you want to let people know about the album that we didn't discuss? Anything else? Mm, I don't I don't think so. I'm really still stuck on you changing my um <laughs> POV on anticipate. <laughs> <laughs> right now like <laughs> but no i feel like that was a great um series of of questions and you've also given me things to think about so um thanks for that of course and thank you Zenia. i appreciate it you know just everything that you're doing with music and congratulations on the debut album that's a major achievement part two's on the way here and it's only a matter of time once we see you up on the billboards. And that's going to be happening because the artists in the industry have already recognized your greatness. Runner boy, Tiana Taylor. Many more soon. Receiving, receiving, receiving. And I cannot wait. Of course. Xenia, let them know where they can follow you on Instagram, Twitter, all the social media platforms that you want people to follow you on. Um, you can find me everywhere at Xenia Manasse, X-E-N-I-A-M-A-N-A-S-S-E-H. It's a mouthful, but it's worth it. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's everywhere, and that's everywhere. Xenia Manasse. And Spotify has also put you on their radar, showcased you, and it's recognized your talent as well, so you can check her out on their platform as well. Mm -hmm. you already know and thank you to emily for getting us set up as well and getting everything rearranged okay. with the times and getting this interview set up so that we can I talk will. about the new album and we, we got to do this again we'd love to have you back on once you release a new the new the part two anything else you yeah. have on the way we'd love to have you back on yes we will be back can't wait absolutely thank you Zenia. enjoy the rest of your night stay safe <laughs> Can't wait to you see too. all your next achievements. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.